friends. This is Pastor Frank, and I'm so happy to be here today and share some great things about the love of God. If I have a title for this message, I think I would call it this, Love Changes Things. God's love changes things. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. Maybe God's love is very important to you. Or if you're going through a trial, you especially need to be reminded that God loves you. So stay with me as long as you can. God really cares. He proved his love when Jesus came into the world and gave his life on an old rugged cross. What a great God and a great Savior he is. He loves you with an everlasting love. Let me give you a passage from the Word of God that will tell us all about that. This is a favorite passage of mine, personally. It's in the Old Testament, book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 3. Listen closely. I wouldn't want you to miss this. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn you. Obviously, I didn't say that. God did. He does love you. He's always loved you. He cares about you. Why am I emphasizing it so much? You would probably think that, well, I know that. I know that God loves me. But I've met many people going through a difficult time where they didn't think that God loved them. But God loves you, no matter what you're going through. When we go through a trial or some kind of tribulation, we question God's love for us. But we need not do that, because we know He loves us. Well, first of all, let me ask you this question, because I would like you to kind of ponder these things I'm telling you about, things that all of us should already know about that God doesn't have to prove his love. He already did. He proved his love because God the Son came into the world and he went to a cross and died for all of our sin and everything that we have done wrong in rebellious to a great God that we have. Yes, Jesus came into the world, gave his life on a cross, to prove his love for us. He really cares about you, and he has proven it by giving you life and an opportunity to know him in a personal way. Yes, the Bible makes it clear, and you know the passage, John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, God really cares for you. Just like that. That's how much he cares. Well, friends, let me carry on here a little bit more. The Lord God says to every Christian believer, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Remember the passage, Jeremiah chapter 31 Verse 3. 
If you just tuned in, this is Pastor Frank, and I'm glad to be here with you as often as I can be to share with you God's amazing love and His grace. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who do get in touch. I thank you for your letters, your personal concern, and your prayers. Well, the words of God, as I just quoted to you about His love for us, these words are a great encouragement for every believer. God's love for you is an eternal love. It is filled with unfailing love, care, and mercy. He doesn't say, I will love you if you live up to something, but I have loved you with an everlasting love. You know, God's love for you is so unconditional. I guess that's the big word for us to grab hold of right now. God's love is unconditional. He loves you if you did well, but he loves you if you failed. He loves you when you worship him. He loves you when you sin. Now, it doesn't mean that God cares about sin. Oh, yes, he does. And every time we do something wrong, it'll come back on us. But it doesn't change God's love. But there will be a time in our life's journey if we reject him altogether and do not receive him and accept him as our personal Savior that died on the cross for us. It's too late then when life is over. Now is the time to make your decision. You can't say, as some folks have said, I'll wait until the end of my life and then I'll accept Christ as my Savior. No, I wouldn't count on that. Don't count on that. That doesn't really mean that'll work for you. It doesn't. Now is the time. In fact, the Bible says it. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now is the day to make a decision. In the New Testament, the Apostle John gives us a passage about this wonderful, wonderful truth. This is what he wrote. We love because he first loved us. That's in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. Yes, he loves you. And you love him. I hope you do because he did first love you. How do we know such an awesome fact is true? Well, here's another passage. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for my sins. Now that passage This is an awful lot, doesn't it? I could kind of giggle about it because it's so wonderful. It's such a great message. Sometimes people think, well, I have to earn God's love by what I do. No, you don't. He loves you already. But I hope you will try to love God by what you do. Doing well, doing good things, loving people, serving God. Keep yourself busy with other believers in Christ. Be a Bible student. Go to church and hear the Word of God. Those are all good things that God would like us to do. 
But it doesn't mean that God doesn't love us if we do not do those things. He loves us. And when we do wrong, if we sin against God, God grieves about it. He's sad about it because he wants us to trust in his love and do those things that please him. Let me give you that passage one more time. We love because he first loved us. It's that way. How do we know that such an awesome fact as this is true? Here's another passage. You know, I hope you have a Bible nearby. I hope you can write down these passages passages and look them up because it's all right there in the Word of God. Many people do not know about God's love or how much He loves. Maybe it's because you don't know your Bible very well. Here's that Bible passage I just mentioned. It's in the Epistle of John in the New Testament, chapter 4 and verse 10. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a satisfying sacrifice for my sins. You see, our sins are to be paid for. Sin is an evil thing. And Jesus came to put away our sin by his sacrifice on the cross. So now we know how much God loves us. We know because Jesus bore our sin on an old rugged cross. He actually carried our sin to a cross. And he took the blame as our substitute. Some people call it his substitutionary sacrifice for us. That's a pretty good description of God's love. He died in my place to pay for my sin. Why? Because he loved us. So obvious, isn't it? He loved us. God sent his son to be a satisfying sacrifice for our sins. There's never been a time. There hasn't been a moment that God hasn't loved us. Sometimes we give conditions to people and say, look, if you want God to love you, you better prove that you love him. No, that's, that's getting it backward, so to speak. No. He loves us before we can even get to understand that he loves us. I know when I came to know God's love for myself, I didn't know how much God loved me, but I wanted him to. I asked God to really be merciful to me and touch my life with things that I need to know about. And God did. He changed my life. It was pretty miraculous. Maybe someday I could share that with you. But I don't want to leave this subject right now. That Jesus died for my sin and your sin, that's proof that he loves you. Because every time you sin and I sin, and the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, God wants to remind us that he paid for that sin. He shed his blood on an old rugged cross. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. 
Christ shed his blood to prove his love and sacrifice for our sin. You don't have to do something to prove anything to God about his love for you. Because God's love for you in this context that I share with you, his love is unconditional. You don't have to prove how good you are or how bad you are because God has already done it for you. He gave his life for you at Calvary. What a love that is. It's not a human love. You know, many times we find that people love people on conditions. Sort of like saying, if you love me, I'll love you. But if you don't love me, I won't love you. Aren't you glad that God is not that way? He isn't. How many sad occasions is there when a person could say to someone that they have a relationship, I don't love you anymore? You see, maybe that same person said earlier, years ago or days ago, I love you, honey, but now something happened. And now that person says, I don't love you anymore. People are that way. Maybe you've said that to someone once in your life. No, that's not good, and God knows he will forgive us if we talk to him about it. The fact that I want you to know is this. You don't have to prove anything to earn God's love for you. He does. Sometimes we call that unconditional love, and that's because it is unconditional. He loves you unconditionally. Aren't you glad that many times we're not that way? How many times does a parent say to one of the children, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I won't love you anymore? Well, that might be a human kind of a love, but it's not God's kind of love. God loves you anyway. If you're listening to me and you have children, you love them, and you know what? You can't help it. You just love them because it's an instinct as a mother to love a child, their child. It happens. It's, it's not very often that a mother cannot love their own child. I don't know where that comes in. I've even been in prison for many years. She didn't know that. And I found out that mothers still loved their son or daughter who went to prison. Many times they would call me on my phone in my office because I've been a chaplain in the prison system. They would call me there in the prison. They would say, you know, I love my son. I want him to do better. I know he committed a crime, but he promised me he'll be a good boy when he gets out of prison. Mother really means that. Whether her son really means that that's another question. But you see, I couldn't tell that mother anything else. She loves her son no matter what. He committed crimes, but she loves her son. She would call me and talk to me about her son living there in the prison, and she would share any issues that were on her heart, and I would try to encourage her. But my point is this. I know that mother 
loves her son. It's pretty unconditional when you think about it. He committed crimes. Maybe he was a drug addict. Maybe he hurt someone in his life. But she loves him. A mother, many times, oftentimes, most of the time, loves their children. God loves you right now. Well, you might say you could be hearing this broadcast in a prison or outside of a prison or being angry at your parents or your mother for one reason or another. But let me tell you something. You are loved. First, you're loved by God with an everlasting love. But the most important love of all, it's a perfect love, is a mother's love. God's love is perfect. A mother's love is is an amazing love. But we fail loving people. I know I've discouraged people because I haven't loved them enough. I'm too human, I guess. I have pride. I have sinful temptations. And I may not like someone. And I don't show them the love that they need to know about God. But thank God, I like to put this in parentheses right now, I did love many prisoners because God sent me to prison to love them and share the gospel. God sent me to prison to share God's love. I wasn't perfect at all, but I had a message of love to share, and it was God's kind of love. And I'll tell you something else that I can't share with you right now. Many people can't believe it. They have a hard time believing it. But I worked in a prison system for years. And I know for a fact, and I could prove it if I had to, that men's lives were changed dramatically because they found out that God loves them. How did they find out? Well, I shared God's love many times in the chapel services, in prisons, and I know for a fact by my own experience that lives are changed when they receive and understand the love of God. Well, I know many people scoff about men in prison. They're not good enough to be forgiven. They're not good enough to know God's love. That's a lie. It's a lie. God's love was proven when he gave his life for the man hanging on the cross next to him. A prisoner committed crimes. was on a cross next to Jesus and said to Jesus, Lord, will you remember me when you get to heaven? And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. God's love changed that prisoner who's in prison right now. Why? Was it because he deserved to go to prison? Was it because he changed his life? I hope he changed his life. God wants lives to be changed. That's not the bottom line here. The bottom line is that God loved him enough to forgive him with his sins, for his sins. He loves you if you're listening to this message right now. I don't know what you're going through in life. We all go through things in life. Some good things, some things that are not good. But it doesn't change the fact 
that Jesus died for you on a cross. You didn't deserve it. You cannot earn it. I don't care how many times you go to church. I don't care how hard you try to keep the Ten Commandments, which you cannot do. And it's not because of how well you treat your wife or how how well you treat your husband or your children. We need to love everybody as much as possible. But we cannot love with God's kind of perfect love. The only one that ever went to a cross to die for my sin, that was Jesus. It was perfect love. No one else could do that. No one else could have done that. But he did it, and he did it for you. Can you remember that when you don't feel love? Because even when you can't feel God's love, he loves you anyway. So that means you can't be perfect. We know that. All have sinned. But I didn't know how much God loved me until it turned out to be a personal experience. Until I could understand the message that Jesus died for me on the cross personally and was so willing to love me. That changed my life. What a story that is. I could tell you many things about that. But it was wonderful. It was God who reached down to me in my sinfulness and said to me, I love you. Oh, I don't mean he said it verbally. I don't mean he came down out of heaven. But he proved it to me. Because as I checked the life of Christ, which is in our history, it's in the Encyclopedia Britannica, more has been written about Jesus than any other person that's ever lived. I know he is God the Son. I know that. It's proven in human history. It's proven by the many lives that have been changed. You know, some of the, talking about prison friends, some of my best friends are prisoners whose lives were changed because they found out about the love of God. Now, were there many prisoners who may have rejected God and still do? Yes, of course, of course. I just wanted you to know that the gospel of God's love changes lives for those who believe in him. If you don't believe in Jesus, then you don't know God's love. If you believe in Jesus, know what he did for you, and ask him, ask Jesus to be your personal savior. When you have a quiet time, maybe no one is around, you can up, open up that door in your heart because God wants to go into your heart and life. You can ask him in. You can pray that sinner's prayer and say, Lord Jesus, I know you died for my sin on a cross. I'm sorry about all that I've done wrong. But I ask you, Lord, by what you did on the cross, I ask you to forgive me. And he will. He'll change your life. If you really mean it, I'm not asking about playing religious games. I'm asking you to give your heart to God. And he'll change your life if you want him to. You see, God's love could never be forced upon you. I was talking about God's mother's love, rather. I was talking about that earlier in this broadcast. I could never make 
my mother loved me. She loved me before I even had to ask her to love me. How much more so does God love you before you can even ask him to love you? But you need to receive his love. That's what the gospel is all about. You see, Jesus and God the Father would never force his love upon you. You need to accept it. You might say, all of this is too simple. No, it isn't so simple. Because look at the price that was paid for your sin. When Jesus hung on that cross, and you've seen pictures of Jesus on the cross, maybe you've heard other people speak about Jesus. Maybe you've heard different kinds of stories about Jesus one way or another. But you look at that cross again. Look at that cross. That's God's way of saying to you, I love you. I'm dying for your sin. Right now on the cross, I am paying the price. That's why God the Father raised him from the dead. Because Jesus came into the world to die for sinners. You see, the gospel in a nutshell is the gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. You've heard it said before, haven't you? For God so loved the world, that's you and me. God so loved the world, put your name there. For God so loved you, Bob. For God so loved you, loved you so much, Susie. Whatever your name is, God sent his son to pay the price for your sin. Well, talk about unconditional love. There it is. So next time you look at a cross and you Jesus hanging there, maybe you never thought about it before, that's about as personal as God's love can be. He died for you personally. Look, I have to leave. Would you come back and join me again as soon as possible? I'm so grateful here for the uh, Burlington Cable Television and all they've done to encourage me to share. Write to me, won't you? Address your mail to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass., 01888. That's P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass., 01888. Write to me real soon. I could send you some good Bible study lessons if you like. It's all free. Thank you for being with me. Come back soon.